Welcome everyone to the GoWP Digital Agency Podcast, where we conversate with members of our community and go behind the data and behind the curtain of their agencies to find out the secrets to their business and their life success. Yes, we conversate. <laughs> um, but before we start conversating, um, conversing, I would like, it's, I, I think it's a word. Yeah. It is. It's officially a word. Now. I double checked. I looked it up. But I just want to, I would like to say a few words about GoWP just to get it out of the way in case anyone here isn't fully familiar with what we do. So at GoWP, we create happiness for digital agencies and we help them become more profitable. How do we do this? Whether it's joining in our incredibly valuable weekly happiness hour calls on Fridays, or if you're looking to grow your team with a developer, a copywriter, a designer, a project manager, we got you covered. So we also have services like case studies, blogging, website maintenance, care plans, content edits, and page builds that you can completely outsource to our team whenever you, whenever you want, whenever you like. Whenever they like. And so Joanne, you mentioned some people may not be aware of us, those poor, poor souls. So how can they find out about GoWP and that more if they wanted to know more about the amazing array of outsourced services that help their company scale and grow? while giving them greater peace of mind and freedom in their day. How do they do that? Where do they go? Yeah, so they can go to gowp.com or any of our social media channels. So on Twitter, GoWP support and GoWP everywhere else. So on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and you can get any updates um, what's going on. And they can also join our community that's also on Facebook. And you can find that on our website as well. So let's get to our wonderful guest. This is a guest who I could not be more excited to tell our listeners and viewers about today, Nicole Osborne. She is a marketing coach for digital agency owners based in London with Wonderstars. With Wonderstars, she helps entrepreneurs fast track their marketing and their social media results. Originally from Eastern Germany, Nicole works with digital agency owners and entrepreneurs to increase their influence and visibility on social media with standout personal brands and engaging content marketing. She's a chartered marketer and has successfully delivered marketing plans for leading brands, including the Institute of Directors, the Association of Colleges, and Mighty Social, which is one of Europe's fastest growing and tech startups. Nicole loves to share her unique insight and tips into the world of personal branding and marketing and has been a guest on popular marketing podcasts. She's a regular marketing event speaker talking about how to increase visibility and get better results with on-brand one-on-one coaching programs have helped digital agency owners stand out from the crowd, grow their business, and get their free time back. She launched her blog series, Wonder Bar, the marketing efficiency show with time-saving tips for people who want to grow their audience and feel proud again of how they come across on social. And you can be the first to know about the latest in personal branding and marketing with Nicole's weekly newsletter, Wonder Mail. So without further ado, welcome, Nicole. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so excited you're having me today. It feels like we're having our own happiness hour. So I think your <laughs> viewers and our listeners are totally in for a treat, right? <laughs> they totally are. They totally are. This is, a, I mean, you know, we're not ashamed. We're a good time. We're, we're a good trio. So I'm, yeah, we're, I, we're a good time. And for everyone who's who's listening, we are all wearing our lovely GoWP t-shirts. And if you haven't got one of those yet, you've got to come to one of the happiness hours. Maybe you will get one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And join our group. It's a wonderful time. (laughs) And you can learn a lot, of course. That's that's just like a, a wonderful, a nice thing, a nice thing to have. 
Well, I'm on a mission to really expand the European representation in the Happiness Hour. So everyone who's listening in Europe, there's some people there. (laughs) Come and join us. (laughs) Yes. Bring, (laughs) come Europe, come. (laughs) So awesome. And let's, speaking of Europe, I'd like to start there um, in Europe where your story begins. Well, your story, you're, you're still in Europe, actually, your story, where your story <laughs> continues. There is a quote of yours that I found that I, w- I would like to share with our listeners and viewers. You said, if the Berlin Wall hadn't come down, I'd be a teacher or a translator today. So let's, let's start there. The, Eastern, the East German side of the Berlin Wall, that was your reality, Nicole, for years. I've, I yeah. want to know, listeners want to know, I mean, that, that was, that's heavy, the, the Berlin Wall. So how did, how did the Berlin Wall, how did society and the way of doing life in East Germany at that time, how did that impact you during your formative years and, and lead to the amazing woman that you are today? Oh, thank you. Well, yes, it, it was really big. But do you know the thing is at the time, I didn't know any different, right? We all grow up where we grow up. But looking back, it was so highly restrictive. So you quoted me saying that if a wall hadn't come down, I would have either become a teacher or a translator. And that's absolutely the reality because you weren't really given a choice. So my parents would go to parents' evening and it was like, well, clearly Nicole likes to communicate and you know she talks a lot. So you can either be this or that. Mm-hmm. And how terrible is that right, when you don't have a choice? Another thing I learned was really there are certain things I was allowed to talk about at home, let's say politics, where we lived, we were actually really fortunate to be able to watch all the Western German TV stations. So we were pretty much in the know and we could discuss it at home, but I was never, ever, ever allowed to mention that outside my home. So perhaps with friends at school or while we were playing because my parents could have really gotten into trouble. And that's terrible when you when you know you have to be so careful. Now, now the other thing which absolutely got to me, and you know, that's really understandable. <laughs> didn't have any Barbie dolls, <laughs> didn't have any Nutella, oh, <laughs> no fancy cars, and that's all the things I used to see on TV, all the good TV commercials. So you know, there's a reason why I'm nowadays in, in marketing. <laughs> but but you know, I love it that I feel like I was generally around while history was made. I went demonstrating with my parents that we wanted for Germany to be unified and you know my mom she never loved top uh, public speaking but this was such an important course that she actually spoke at uh, local meetings and in our village we like to call it a town and how, how impressive was that so yeah exciting times when also seeing Germany going through all the transformations the wall came down everyone lost their jobs we had to get used to different currencies it was tough but it was also we we really appreciated all the things we were gaining so yeah special time sorry I could really go on about this <laughs> but I won't don't worry but that's why I love talking about it because you know it's real history and it, it impacts where we are today mm-hmm. yeah and it's such an interesting also and unique perspective and because if you don't know or have an understanding of where you come from and of your past moving forward makes it all the more difficult so it's thank you so much for sharing that with us it's so it's so just so fascinating I feel like just like seeing you and hearing you tell that story it's like you were this little flower that like was it was so hard to bloom but then like the Berlin Wall came down and you just (laughs) kind of like exploded I don't know it's kind of like what I was visualizing maybe it's a little weird but oh well that's just me how did you end up in London from East Germany yeah so 
my original plan was to come to England for a year to learn the language. Because I know, oh boy, I know I that's how we all start, Nicole. Exactly. That's how we all start. I'm just gonna go study a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please, and then please tell us more. Generally, six months into my stay, lovely London, I met this really rather handsome young dashing man. And we somehow fell madly in love. So after six months, we had a huge choice to make. Either I would go back to Germany to start studying or I would apply over here in the UK to go to university. But I had to move in because I couldn't afford to do both. <laughs> so mm-hmm. We made a choice. We were very brave, Matt. I don't know which one or very naive. And um, 25 latest, I'm still in London and loving it. <laughs> so it wasn't all planned. Not at all. I really just wanted to improve my language skills. <laughs> Well, that, you know, I'm sure you can keep him humble every anniversary, you know, happy anniversary, honey. It was really about my language skills, not the love that kept me. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) About the language, not the love. I love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) So what were your, some of your major like culture shock moments? Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) So yes, I didn't say I'm a hamburger. (laughs) Great speech by British <laughs> when I'm I For me, the, the biggest transition really was the need in, in, in really softening things up. So the British culture is, is, is very much, they're, they're known for their sense of diplomacy, right? And mm-hmm. we typically, we give feedback, we do this whole sandwich stuff. But, oh yeah, you're great. What you could work on, but really you're great. <laughs> in Germany, you will just say, well, this hasn't worked so well. I suggest we do that. No, I don't want to do this. But in England, you probably say, oh, awesome. Sounds like a great idea. Let's look into that. So if ever anyone says that to you, you kind of know they don't like the idea. Now, I'm really generalizing it. But, you know, I was very young. I was, I was 19. I, I applied uh, to university. Didn't get in straight away because <laughs> I guess I was, the German missed the deadline. <laughs> I missed the deadline. I mean, come on. <laughs> so for a year, I, I ended up working at uh, the German travel agency as the only German. <laughs> but I made it work. <laughs> I guess it was just and I had to adjust like really softening up the way I communicate because particularly in marketing any any business um function but particularly in marketing where often you need to get people to do stuff for you and you're not necessarily my boss you really have to influence you have to manage upwards you have to manage sales teams who really don't get marketing at least at mm-hmm. that time so it's about influencing communicating right so I couldn't be German I mean parts of me yes but I really had to really soften it up and got my poor husband I think I practice a lot on him <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he in turn told me to get an airline ticket if we were arguing. So, you know, it's kind of, it's both ways. We each went for our different... It's a win-win situation. Absolutely. (laughs) So, yeah, that was one of the things. I can't actually um, remember a specific situation other than me being at university and openly complaining about the lecturer making our life as students so hard because he kept on insisting and always changing the slides to the very last minute, yet expecting us to have the latest version. So I just put my hand up and just said, but it would be so much easier if you just wouldn't change the slides. <laughs> and, you know, that's not a very British thing to do at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> what was, what was uh, his response to your uh, mm. suggestions? <laughs> yeah, wasn't too pleased. <laughs> never, never mind. I knew I had to readjust my communication style and I did hopefully over the years. It was all a learning process that has served you well. Yeah. Lessons that have served you well. It, it became a part of your story. And story is a term that you bring up 
frequently mm-hmm. when you are presenting or when you are part of the conversation in our weekly happiness hours with GoWP. Whenever I see you, you, you always are encouraging people to tell their stories. You advise your clients and audience to embrace their unique stories. So my question for you is why is that personal story so crucial right now? Because right now we live in the social media age where truthfully anyone can create and project any persona, any story that they want. But why do you insist that owning your personal story and sharing that is so important for an individual or business owner? Yeah, I, I particularly find often with digital agencies that the tendency often is to, to, to talk a lot about tech, about different page builders, different new plugins. And, and to really focus that on the data, on the, on the site speed, on the latest plugin. Now, when you have a website build or you commission a digital product, <laughs> you know that there's going to be things which might go wrong, right? So you want to know what it's like to work with that team, with that person in that team to, to resolve these issues, because often it's, it's joint problem solving, which will help you to, to smooth out these blips and, and still make it to the deadline on time and on budget. So for agency owners in particular, by, by using their stories, at least the bits of their stories, they're happy to share, they, they give a glimpse of what it would be like to work with them. And, and also, it makes you more unique. So what a great marketing asset. Now, I know from personal experience how hard it is to start sharing stories. I've worked in corporate life for a long time, but they literally you fit in behind corporate brand guidelines. And you, you know what you t- have to say, because as a marketing director, you probably wrote those brand guidelines. So then coming out as an agency owner, a smaller company, so hard to actually let go of that facade and to be more yourself. But once you start doing it, you get success moments and it encourages you to, to do more of it because there's only one version of you, one version of your team. So it makes you more remarkable and, and memorable. And, and at a time where everyone essentially offers <laughs> same sort of services, it's important to stand out. So storytelling is great for that. But also, if you think about it, you know, great events talks or when you learn something, it's usually because you related it to a story. You probably didn't so much get convinced by listening at the data or seeing an amazing graphs it's probably something which the story revealed like an emotion it fostered so that's where storytelling is is really really powerful and yes I'm sorry I I must sound like a broken record I always encourage people to consider the stories they love to share and it makes a huge difference in their marketing that's that's so true you know I'm thinking about after you attend one of those conferences or you hear a dynamic speaker what is it that you share with your colleagues and your friends, you don't share the data, you share the stories that you walked away with mm. and uh, the information within that. You're totally right. Absolutely right. Yeah, I feel like the data is kind of like those pillars of support mm. that kind of just like give you a little bit of more why you should care about this, why you should in, in more of a business context, because at the end of the day, you know, when we are attending any of these events, whether they're really big or they're really small, it's the story is so important. I would say it would be like a 97% mm. of, of everything. And that other, maybe like 98, I say the 2% is that um, the pillars of support of data, of course, this makes no sense if you visualize a 2% and a 98%, like a 2% carrying a 98%. It, it may, may not make any sense at all, but it is those details that really drive um, 
the context of mm. business home, I, I think, because there are, you know, there are many people in, especially in our industry who are not, they're not going to bite if you don't give them like a little bit of data information. But yeah, I do think that I, I fully agree that stories are, they're so, there's, they're so important because if not, how are people going to relate to you? How yeah. are people going to believe you if you're just like, okay, yeah, anyone can read an Excel spreadsheet. Anyone can do that. But how are you truly going to relate to, to someone, especially in this day and age where, as Mariah said before, you don't know what's real and you don't know what's what's a facade. You don't know what what is a whole narrative created behind a marketing strategy to sell, whether it's, you know, an artist or uh, a new ebook <laughs> i think i think we do it's a balance isn't it and everyone's mm. graph to 98 will probably be slightly different because we all have such different communication styles and styles we're learning you know i guess someone who's a really great example i always enjoy chris lima's stories mm. you know when you hear talk by him you will really learn something but he's probably really entertained you and drawn you in with a great story so i think he's just an absolute master storyteller Ma- I was, he's such a great story i was just thinking that same phrase master storyteller and isn't that the human the human evolution too before we had web pages and books, we had stories, uh, and that's mm-hmm. what survived the generations. Yeah. Let's get back to that, everyone. Tell your story. Yeah. So, and then we had a webinar with you a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. So, you encourage agency owners to include socially responsible local companies in the networks that they build. So, what does socially responsible mean for an agency? Yeah. So. There's so many different opportunities for showing how you're socially responsible. You know, whether that's if you work from home or you have a small office, the kind of, um, you know, environmentally friendly equipment you use. It's how you train your staff, how perhaps in the UK we have an apprenticeship scheme, which means you give someone an opportunity to to learn at your company, but also have some formal training. Really, it's about investing in our staff. It's also how you work with the local community. So let's say it's an agency where, you know, we're coming leading up to the holidays when you have an opportunity to arrange some presents for your clients, your suppliers mm-hmm. to show your appreciation. Could you be tapping into some, some local suppliers and, 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 and really support them? It's also giving your staff an opportunity to, to support nonprofits in the UK. We call them charities. So could they choose a project a year they could get involved in? Mm-hmm. So giving our teams really the opportunity to be socially responsible. I think it, it came up a lot because in, at lo- during lockdown, people really struggled because should I still be selling my services? What should I be posting on, on, on social media? And I said, well, at times like, when there's a crisis show empathy celebrate companies who are really socially responsible because you can't go wrong with this because this is really what matters right are we looking after the planet on behalf of our kids and right now here in the uk we have this huge conference all about the environmental improvements we need and Mm. you just wish talk less and do more but if you think about it as business owners we have the opportunity ourselves to do small bits i think in the us you have a concept b corporation i think brilliant where companies get certified here we have things like ecology so there are lots of ways you can get involved do you know the best thing to do if you have a small team around you let your team come up with ideas of what they really care about i think that would be the best opportunity for you to get everyone involved and and to be socially responsible because yeah crowdsourcing those those ideas Mm. are it's 
such a great way. And also you can have a better understanding and engage better with your team. All in, in addition to engaging at large with your, your local community, community. for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so, I, I, I I'm really into engaging and, and mm-hmm. being more present. Absolutely. Because ultimately it takes a community. <laughs> it takes a village. Yeah. It takes a village. <laughs> it takes a village. <laughs> and I love Nicole, when you speak, you've often used those phrases that Joanne just mentioned about showing up, about being present, engaging, engaging, engaging with the community that one is a part of, but inserting one's voice in the public arena, it can be intimidating for a person, whether it's meeting, meeting up with strangers who might turn into clients or peers at word camps and other conferences, or even uh, on online forums and groups. So when did you, you have a very strong and confident voice, but when did you know you had something special? You had a voice or an opinion that you wanted to add to this somewhat of a crowded space. Uh, and now, you know, this digital marketing space, when, when, when did you have that confidence or have, is it something that you've always had? Hmm. That's a really good question, Mariah. So I guess, I guess I've worked on it over the years and I knew when I set up my own business, I knew this was a fear I really had to work on because when you, essentially when you're selling, you know, the service of yourself or or your your, your team, you you have to be out there visible showing what you can do for your potential clients. So I felt it was really worth leaning into it. I had a really transformational moment and actually I met Lee uh, Matthew Jackson who at an event quite a few years ago and as a result he then invited me to his event at his transformation I think three or four years ago go uh, go WP actually sponsored it's actually how I met uh, Brad and Emily in the meeting I turned up it wasn't meant to be there but we said hello <laughs> and at the time I was talking a lot about uh, personal branding and uh, becoming more visible and I said to Lee but Lee, you know you are inviting me to talk about this topic you could have another personal branding hero of mine uh, Chris Stacker from the Upreneur Summit and he said to me Nicole but if you think about it many agency owners who are in my target market are going through exactly the same journey you went through with your own company or all of a sudden, it might just be them, perhaps they're outsourcing a few services, but essentially they're doing it by themselves. So if you can create this level of noise and, and, and getting noticed, then we can encourage them to do something similar because not everyone uh, will be right now at the stage where they have a team of 10 to 20, perhaps free marketing people internally. And that really gave me a lot of courage. And the other thing really, and I know you, you know me now, but at the time I was really intimidated to be talking to so many digital agency owners at the time because it wasn't what I had specialized in up to then. But then I just realized they're just people. So if we have real conversation, the kind of conversations I would have at a, at a normal party, a gathering of friends where I will ask them, you know, what do you enjoy? What do you hope to achieve? What, what, what's getting you excited right now? And we can start having real connections. So bring it back, um, really sort of right back to the basics. So if you were to go to a party, I know we're not going to many parties at the moment, but example, we really used to work. You know, you wouldn't go into the room and say, hi, I'm Nicole Osborne, and then you disappear. <laughs> you know, you make an effort to ask good questions and to be interested and to listen and going to a networking event and, and being also realized, what are your energy levels? You know, funny enough, Lee and I, we connected because we were at this huge event and we were both a bit exhausted. So we both had to take some time out. So give yourself those breaks, you know, mm-hmm. don't go from, I never network to, I network and I'm expecting to come back with 10 new clients. 
just be gentle. Don't have too many expectations. Just go with your energy levels. Find something you're comfortable talking about and ask lots of questions because, wow, people are interesting, right? And I think if you're generally interested in people, you will be fine. And listening. That's what, mm. uh, that, that stood out what you just said. I mm. think we take good listening, healthy listening skills for granted, but that's all part of connection, connecting to another human being and learning their story. Just simply listening is, is very important, I think, to for one to grow their business. How, how do you solve problems for someone if, you, if you're not effectively listening to what their problem is? Yeah, if you're Absolutely. not actively your client clients, to your community, to your audience, how, how do you even know what's like, what's going on? And how do you know what your next steps are? If what, I, just the thought of this, I'm kind of like a little bit of a loss for words. I uh, just thought of that there are people out there that are kind of just like, you know, here I go again on my own, like not even. <laughs> she and listened to she, 80s music and I do. <laughs> she I said, do. When can I insert White Snake? Were you not, if had you not been a good listener, uh, you wouldn't know the right moment to insert White Snake. So, 100%. 100%. Well done, Jonna. It was, it was, it was in my agenda. (laughs) No, no, but but for like, for real, to be an active listener and to be a vulnerable listener where you can relate to your clients, where you can relate to your audience. It's, it, it takes a lot of putting aside your ego and just putting yourself out there. So for those, and those moments, do, do you ever feel like, your that courage or that bravery was kind of just like flickering away or were there moments where you were kind of just like oh I don't know if this is for me I don't know like where do you remember what can you share moments all the time I certainly do (laughs) at that time when Lee asked me to speak at the event I think I had about six months of sleepless nights. I'm not saying consecutively, but I was nervous because I didn't want to let Lee down. And I was also really excited about it. So yeah, absolutely. I have moments when I doubt myself, you know, I feel that's actually one of the negative things about social media. You kind of go on, on Instagram, you go on YouTube, anywhere else. And everyone always in that moment seems to be doing so much better than you, right? And we compare ourselves, but let's say with, with YouTube, um, you know, many people struggle with, let's say, video, videoing themselves. And I used to be really nervous about it. So <laughs> I was then told mm. to just look at the creator and, and look at, watch their first videos. And then you can see the journey. So it's, it's realizing we all start somewhere and we have our own journey ahead. And, you know, particularly when your coach is, is favoring, make sure you join the right kind of networks, like, like we go WP happiness hour, because, you know, we can also share our struggles um, so I think it's really important and <laughs> we all have our personal lives, our families, our friends and really learn how to, to reach out um, in terms of developing your business, you know, join memberships, join free communities, arrange coaching. There are things you can do to, to help you through these moments when you're <laughs> not feeling safe and just know it is really normal to doubt yourself and sometimes these doubts can be really crippling, right? Um, so how can you then neutralize it? I remember, so when I did arrange those speaking gigs, I'm like, yes, I'm going to be wearing my Bridget Jones brave pants. That's usually what I visualize. I don't know why, but I always visualize it. Either that or I have one of my coaches sitting on my shoulder. <laughs> 
I reached out to a local colleges and I said to her, look, I've got this big talk coming up. I would love to offer you two, three sessions for your media students who I know don't want to talk about LinkedIn, but I will deliver these for you free of charge because it's a really valuable experience for me. And boy, <laughs> it was because they really didn't want to know about LinkedIn. So I had to like use all the tools and tricks possibly where to hold their attention. So I gave out sweets and whole sorts of things. But it really allowed me to become more confident and I could see the transformation from the first time I had the session to them, but the second I adjusted things, I became slightly better. So just allow yourself to, to, to learn things and realize you will never be perfect. Actually, frankly, I don't think anyone wants perfect. You know, we, we want it to be relatable. So it's okay to talk about you being nervous, you know, it's, it's fine. So yeah, but it is, you know, I think nothing worth fighting for you have to fight for something if it's worth having and I'm not mean that in a materialistic sense I mean this in creating a business you love uh, creating a life work balance you love whatever is your version of success you know I think fighting the struggle is, is part of it the journey gosh I wish sometimes it was easier <laughs> well and 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 the having that persistence mm. to keep going one of my favorite things about you Nicole is willingness to be you know, just bare and, and, and vulnerable. I love your bloopers and your outtakes <laughs> on Instagram. They just cry. Like I, I, whenever I see it, I just, I sit down and I watch it and it's so, it's so humanizing and it's so inspiring and listening to you for 30 seconds shows anyone that you are so capable and so knowledgeable and, and no one can deny that, but you'll you'll have a, a prop fall or you'll flub a word or whatever and you laugh about it and you keep going and you still achieve the success the level uh, where you are now I love it there keep those coming I love those yeah. outtakes <laughs> you know sometimes it's a cliche but done is better than perfect because I remember that particular one you were referring to it was a difficult week. My son had been off sick. I'd left things to the last minute. Even some of as a German, I do this. I really wasn't in the mood to record the vlog. And you could see I was really struggling to come out words. <laughs> but it was still a valuable video. At least I hope it was. And this is what I mean about sharing the story. So I, I don't just present you with a perfect version. I actually tell you how I got there. Because that might inspire someone else to keep trying and, and to not give up. Because boy, you know, sometimes we all need want to give up, right? But if you see someone else's struggles, apologies, I just touched my microphone there. It encourages you. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> keep going. Be persistent. It's all right. <laughs> Laugh about it. Since you since Nicole mentioned LinkedIn recently, that I know that you always have great advice for how individuals can really optimize mm -hmm. their LinkedIn presence in one of the webinars, I think over the summer, I'm not sure when exactly it was, but I remember attending that, you on air, <laughs> live, performed audits mm -hmm. of different volunteers' LinkedIn profiles. One of those profiles that you audited was Brad Morrison, who, to those who don't know, um, is the CEO of our, our company, GoWP. And you, you encouraged everyone to really treat their, their marketing like for themselves, for their own agencies, just like they treat the marketing for a client. But then we know how life is. Uh, everyone has the intention or the idea that they will look after themselves, but you know, life and respons responsibilities happen. So when you're coaching in your one-on-ones uh, or just in general, when you're conducting business, how do you encourage and coach your clients to actually reimagine and alter how they treat 
themselves, how they tend to business for themselves. Yeah. It's um so so everyone learns differently, but one of the first exercises I go and ask my clients to do, and often we do it together to really dig deep, is to talk about their goals. And you know, we are individuals, we have our families, our lives, so business goals, fam family lives, what do they envisage their ideal week to look like, their ideal year to look like, their ideal income level, how do they want to feel? We then talk about so where they're currently at, and you usually end up with some kind of gap it's to some could be really really overwhelming but what we do then we we break it down into into small steps into actual steps and you know lee jackson once said something and it really resonated with me he said small achievable actions lead to big changes you know i, I like to add to that our our future is not something which is going to happen to us actually we have a power to make it happen so I encourage people to work on the future they, they envisage themselves to have. Now, sometimes it's mood boards, sometimes it's very practical. This is how many hours I want to work. This is how much income I want to have. And then we split that down into, into goals uh, for the month. We then have weekly accountability because you know, I think we all sometimes then doubt ourselves, right? But I, I really am a huge believer in, in, in accountability and, and, and encourage people to do it. Perhaps sometimes, you know, doing little treats, little competitions as well. If you manage to tackle your LinkedIn profile, which you have been wanting to do for two months, but you really hate doing it, if you do it by that date, you'll get an Amazon voucher. How about that? And just little incentives like that, or sometimes I send flowers or, or books or chocolates, but just to make it fun and, and also just to encourage people to see. It's, it's, it's very rarely when we make a mistake that we can't undo it, right? You know, let's say a LinkedIn profile, it's a digital platform. <laughs> so you can change things. It's okay to evolve as you get to know your clients better and what you are about. So it's always bringing it back. So, so what could really happen? What's the worst case scenario here? And often that makes you realize, okay, no one is going to die. It's okay, I can try this out. Um, That's one heck of a LinkedIn profile if someone does, if someone's life is lost. Right? <laughs> and, and you know, it's also digging into their emotions. So Often it's why, well, why have you actually set up your agency? What was the original thinking behind it? And just to remind yourself of that, because often that's a positive thing. Um, either you face a redundancy or you said, right, I want to work for myself, or I really want to work with the kind of projects and clients I enjoy most where I can be creative, but also earn well. So, so what is your why? And, and, and that's usually can help you for a moment when you really just want to give up. So yeah, it's a combination. Everyone is different, but I, I like it to be quite structured. So we have our goals, we break them down, we, we keep track of them. You know, we, we, we celebrate when they've been achieved, we review why they might have not been achieved, what we could do differently. So yeah, and I think it's so, something you said is so important is the coming down to the why. Why are you doing this? Is it, are you doing it for money? Are you doing it for personal fulfillment? Are you doing it because you started and now you feel like you have to finish it? So coming down to the why is so, so important in, in terms of, you know, timing. How do you time things correctly if you don't even know why you're doing something, if you're just going through the motions, if you're just on autopilot, you can't be fully present if you're not like. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm been interviewing really successful agency owners and many of them I've actually met in the GoWP oh. community. And I asked them about the um, milestones in their agency growth. When did they first consider themselves as successful? And it's really made me realize that everyone's version of success mm -hmm. is so important. So, Jana, just like you said, if you're aware what's your why, that usually is linked to your version of success. And it's a really powerful driver. And 
yeah, it's I'm, I'm sharing those tips on, on, on my YouTube channel, and it's absolutely fascinating what what tools and tips people have used to really grow and to make themselves do the things essentially I didn't want to do <laughs> because often success a little bit of success is that isn't it doing the thing we don't want yeah. to do <laughs> I have to correct you you contribute so much to that space that community and you shape it and make it talking about defining success your contribution is what makes that that community the, those weekly calls successful oh thank um, you that without a doubt when I started with GoWP, you were already involved on those happiness hour calls. So, you know, you, you are more of a veteran than I am. And I am so thankful for you and so many others who, somebody mentioned ego a while ago. It, when I joined GoWP, the WordPress space was mm-hmm. new for me. And I've been just floored at how mm-hmm. ego-less so many members or, or agency owners Same. are with each other on those happiness hour calls, you know, so willing to share best practices. It's just amazing every week. Yeah. So thank you for helping no, it's, us. It's my pleasure. Do you know, I, 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 t- I totally agree with you. I know last time you had Condra there talking about how she um, managed this lead magnets, right? And how all email marketing. And I haven't listened back to it, but I would imagine she would have been really, really generous with her oh, yeah. insights. And that would have helped other agencies to implement the same technique for their agencies. So that's really wonderful to see, isn't it? You want to hear about people who are going through the same things as you are or who already did go through that and can, they're not going to lead you onto the right path. That's not what this is about. It's more of like them sharing their experience, their valuable experience. We got really heavy hitters on those, on those calls weekly. I mean, mm. Nicole, you're one of them. Um, and it's just a matter of people sharing their experience and how they can, you don't, you never know how sharing your story is going to really impact someone else who may be going through the same thing you went through. And that is just so incredibly powerful. So if you haven't already joined where we have these weekly happiness hour calls that are so incredible incredibly valuable for everyone in the community, whether you're new to the community, the WordPress community at large, or you're a seasoned agency owner that Mm -hmm. it would, it would be so we'd love to have you. Come, come, come. And Nicole, I know that we have, you have been awesome and we have claimed so much of your time. So I think there's one more question. So I want to again, just take advantage of your knowledge and your experience uh, and seek your advice for our listeners and viewers. Because I know that someone somewhere right now, they they know it's re- it's time to rethink their brand. What would you tell, but I don't know how to do it necessarily. So what would you tell them to accomplish today mm-hmm. before they go to bed, if they're serious about rethinking their brand? And Great question. I'll just when they have their next coffee or tea <laughs> break, right? So. I'm not going to lie to you. Rebranding is a all-consuming kind of project. <laughs> and I know this because I went from name of Lollipop Social to rebranding to Wunderstars just at the end of last year. So the one thing to really help you through that and to inspire you and drive you and to deal with the hiccups you are very likely to experience, no matter how good your planning is, <laughs> is to, to if you're a visual, pers- visual person, visualize what it would feel like to have a business with a brand new brand, with all the digital channels exactly talking your vibe, attracting your kind of tribe, your clients. What did it feel like? 
so, so do that. And if you're more, maybe more logical person, have a whole long list of why you should be rebranding. Because there's going to be uh, times when you're going to struggle because, you know, you, it's, it's an investment in terms of your time, but, but also monetary resources to get designed, to, to, to revitalize your branding, to get a new digital presence, to update all your social media channels, and the list goes on. <laughs> so when you have a list like that, you can refer back to it. And then the final tip, ah, I love incentives. So give yourself an incentive, your team. You know, If we do this by then, I'm going to take you out on this really lovely day out. We're going to go to an escape park, or you're all going to get chocolate, or you're all going to get gin and tonic, whatever it might be offer some incentives <laughs> it's totally worth it's totally uh, worth doing by the way because you know you will evolve your story and how you want to be perceived by your audience what you work on so everyone I talked to and it was the same for my business the ROI of rebranding is immense, immense because you will get new clients you will be able to charge better doors will open for you and it, it is really worthwhile doing thank you so much Nicole um, for being as personable and fun and professional as you always are. You're just amazing. Yes. And I, I've enjoyed speaking with you oh, today. Thanks for being so welcoming to me and also for the communities being so embracing of <laughs> all the Germanists and the marketing advice I like oh, to share. Thank you thank so you. much, Nicole. It was such a, this was such a treat. I, I feel like I've started, we've recorded this podcast a little bit early in the morning for us, Mariah and I. So I feel like I've started my day in a very good note. So thank you so much for such a one, for Aww. sharing all of your wonderful energy yeah. and all such great insight as well and thank you to everyone who was listening or watched so don't forget to like and subscribe and you can get this episode of go wp digital agency podcast wherever you get your podcasts and as a quick reminder at go wp we want to help you become more profitable whether it's by listening to our podcast, joining our weekly happiness hours, viewing informative uh, webinars hosted by our friends in the WordPress community. And of course, by growing your team with our super skilled developers, copywriters, designers, or project managers. So go to gowp.com to read more about our services and to schedule a call. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you later.